Hello. Hello. Happy New How Year. How are you? Good. Hello. Happy New Year. Oh, it's like, not you ignoring my Happy New Year. <laughs> oh, I couldn't even hear it, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'm sorry. Um, how's your New Year? How's 2023 so far? So far, so... I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so annoying, but it's fine. We're getting away soon. I know. I, it's all right, actually. It's not too bad. I mean, I don't think nothing's really changed so far, so... No, I feel like the end of 2022 was really good. Yeah. So it's like going into a new year. It's not. It's not like anything's changed because because it, it was so good. Whereas like before, like twenty twenty one going into twenty twenty two, it was like a big change. Yeah, it was a big difference. You're right. Because moving from like the pandemic. Yeah. Times. Yeah. I agree. To be honest with you, I just. Yeah, you know what? January is always a bit of a drag anyway. I feel like because obviously you have a bit of leave depending on what you do for work and stuff, and then you have to go back to work like at some point. So I think that's always a bit depressing. January. Yeah, exactly. Especially pay- after Christmas. Yeah, and the paydays in January always end up being like so far away as well. Yeah, and also like you just feel so like because you put because I don't know about you, but I put on so much extra weight over Christmas, so you just feel a bit like everything is just weighing you down. <laughs> Mate, I can't even put on any extra weight. Because there's already the I'm at my maximum load right now, so <laughs> no extra. <laughs> at least you have breathing space to add a bit more weight if you need to. I can't put any more weight. I'll be in the obesity clinic so I'm there's no way <laughs> need to go get head back to the gym I need to start you that's the thing don't worry in your own time you'll be fine anyway as you know what to do as you've proven so yep it'll be busy though but you know how we go <clears throat> but yes let's get into it hi everybody welcome to the rated podcast happy new year we are the podcast that discuss all things music and popular culture. I'm Carl CNN. And I'm Molly Vague. And we are giving you our first episode of the year, semi-late, because we decided to have a sabbatical last minute. Apologies. But, you know, we're consistent and we're allowed to have these moments. So, yeah. Hi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this will be our first Hot Topic episode um, of the year. So there's a couple Christmassy things that are, like, on the list, I thought, you know, we could discuss because we're still in that time of year and, like, the charts are still reflecting from the end of the Christmas period. I think by next... By this time, I think... By the time this episode's released, I think the, the Christmas songs will start falling off the charts, like, and out of the top ten, I think. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, definitely. But first on our list... Um, is an ode to Mariah Carey. Queen Mariah spent four weeks at number one with What I Want for Christmas this year. Um, so she bested slash beat her um, original peak in 2019, which was three weeks at number one. Um, what do you think? I mean, I'm not surprised. It's been the last, is it like three years now that she's gone to number one with All I Want for Christmas? Mm. Um, which is weird that it was only kind of recently that it happened. Um, obviously, the song's like 25 years old. Yeah, it's true. I don't know like what it is about the song now. But yeah, you're right. It's only the last couple of years that it seems to be re- resurging every year. But my yeah. thing is, like, who doesn't have the song now? <laughs> who is still buying it? I still see there's like some presence of like um, physical sales. And I'm just like, what? Did you not buy it last year? So why do you, are you buying it again? Is it the same people? <laughs> I'm confused. I get the screaming. Okay, cool. But like the buying, <laughs> who doesn't have the song by now? Yeah, and I doubt that because obviously I'm thinking maybe like the younger generation might not have like known about it because obviously they're 
didn't really grow up with it. But I'm thinking, I don't think the younger generation would buy it physically. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm actually confused. Or like, because even, but even when we were younger, though, I feel like that song has been such a staple on Christmas that, like, we it's one of the songs that we probably grew up with hearing, like, around Christmas time growing up as a child, especially in that and um, Last Christmas by Wham. Wham. Yeah, those are, like, the two songs that kind of, like, play in my head when I think of Christmas as a child most of the time. So, yeah, I just, I don't understand. But, yeah, every year it seems to just, it's going to be number one forever now, it seems, like, every um Christmas time and that's gonna give her like a huge accolade because she's gonna be like the artist with like the longest number ones or whatever by the time <clears throat> I don't know how many years when he's passed but I can't remember who has a long who's been number one for the longest consecutively. But um yeah I guess Mariah's gonna have more accolades under her belt and she's not even it's not even a new song so it's crazy. It's crazy because there's obviously artists who have made Christmas songs like I'm I'm um you know, like R and B pop artists. Yeah. For example, Ariana Grande, uh, Justin Bieber, Chris Brown, whatever. They made like modern day Christmas songs, but nothing has ever come to like the success of this one. Yeah. Really, really. But do you know, I, I think this was a. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think all I want for Christmas is you. It was a cover. Um, I'm not sure. I think I I read that somewhere. And I was so surprised. I was so shocked. So I was like, I thought it was an original song. Um, but I just want to get my facts straight, so I'm just going to quickly Google it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a cover, because I think, I believe she wrote it with some guy. There was a bit of contention around who wrote what. I think someone tried to sue her over what they wrote of the song, so. Yeah, maybe I just, like, read that. I remember I just written them for sure. Yeah, so. Um, oh, wait, I... no, yeah. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> not alternative facts for the new year. <laughs> Maybe it was another song that I was <laughs> another song that I was thinking of, but no, yeah, she re- she wrote it like you said with um Walter I forget what his name is I yeah whoever <laughs> yeah. okay cool yeah so anyway so yeah so my original point is that it's like the biggest original Christmas song and you haven't really come to close to that recently. Yeah, the thing is, this year though, I feel like I noticed maybe because we obviously have a podcast and we're like more um like aware of charts and stuff now but i noticed that ariana grande's song um i think charted again this year the santa Santa tell me santa tell me sorry yeah um i don't know if there's one by kelly clarkson as well that i saw in the charts and then brenda lee's rocking around so like that was contending for number one with mariah as well so like a few of them were like it wasn't just one song this year so i thought like the top 10 the last week was like Christmas songs almost pretty much so even even um even Leona Lewis's One More Sleep that always comes back maybe not in the UK charts so yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah I guess there is some but I'm just like I don't think there'll ever be a Christmas okay. song like that huge yeah like Mariah Carey's All I Want For Christmas I think that's one song that you generally like end up playing at least once like during the Christmas period yourself and obviously oh, yeah, hear sure. it everywhere it's just as soon as it's December time it's just appropriate to play that song She's definitely the queen of Christmas, like without a doubt. Without a doubt, <laughs> so it's, she's like without a doubt. She defrosts every year. Defrosts. <laughs> 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 There's so many memes about that. Like, do you know when Halloween ends? Yeah, like, Mariah's ready to come back. <laughs> they literally have her an image, an image of her like ready to encroach on the world. I love it. I love it too. Um, so keeping on the Christmas theme. Sierra performed at the Dick Clark Rockin' uh, New Year's Eve. Um, so I didn't watch it, to be fair, I can't lie. But um, no, I haven't watched that since the <laughs> Mariah Carey's performance that year. Oh. Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. 
<laughs> that was so iconic for like the wrong reasons. Yeah, but you know what? It's okay because he has nothing to prove. So exactly. Yeah. We'll like, come on, come on, Mariah, give us nothing. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Um. So yeah, so she performed. Um. Did you watch it? Yeah, I saw the clip. So I was waiting eagerly on Twitter because I knew she was hosting. Because she tends to host this every. She's hosted like almost every year since 2019, I think, or 2020. So, yeah, I was waiting eagerly. But I was thinking, why has it not been posted yet? Then I realised Christmas Eve is like, obviously the day, not Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve is obviously the day before the New Year. And plus we're ahead of them, if that makes sense, like in America. So like when it's the evening here, it's like earlier, five hours behind us. So I was there waiting like, where is it? Where is it? And I was like, oh, it's not happened yet, of course, because they're like five hours behind. So the next day, obviously New Year's Day, I saw the clips. But um, yeah, she performed better things. She performed Jump and she performed the new song. I don't know if she's going to be the next single with um, Big Frida. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It, sound, it sounds like a kind of bouncy kind of like song because Big Frida does a lot of like that bounce, New Orleans kind of like kind of music. So yeah. like, I don't know how to describe the song, but it's very bouncy. And I haven't heard a bouncy song in a while. So um, literally New Orleans bounce. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the song, though, generally speaking, because I feel like Sierra's just kind of rolling out whatever and seeing what will stick. And I like the formula because it's like, it reminds me of Goody, so I feel like she's she's collaborating with a lot of... Because she's doing a lot of features, which I like. But then I feel like Better Things, now upon reflection, could have been like a maybe a single after like you've actually had a couple of hits, maybe. Like a, maybe a third or fourth single release, maybe. Or close the album with like a slower kind of song. Mm-hmm. In opposed to the second single after a, after Jump. So I think what I'm trying to say is that, again, we're having an issue with Sierra when it's where it's like the single choices are not great again. Yeah, I can't lie. Someone that's been in the game as long as she has <clears throat> and has, has had as many albums as she's had, I feel like, feel like she should kind of know what sound she wants now. Mm. I feel like... I feel like it's just too late in the game for her to be like experimenting with sounds and like dropping singles here and there. Like, because I, in my, in my head, she should be on the same caliber as like Beyonce and Rihanna because they came out around the same time. Yeah. Beyonce mm-hmm. was in a group, but solo, solo, she came out 2003. Yeah. Sierra came out 2004. Rihanna mm-hmm. came out 2005. So, like, and they both, not both, all three of them have had like um, more than six albums. Beyonce's got six. Um, and I feel like when Beyonce dropped something, she knows what she wants straight away. Mm-hmm. Rihanna, too, it, apart from Anti Air, where she was like, she released like three singles before Anti, which is fair enough. But that's like the first time she's ever really done that. Yeah, there was a bit of confusion, but that's the first time she's really been. Yeah. Confused. But with Sierra, it seems like every single era, bar maybe like the first couple, the first three, mm. it seems like she's just, she never knows the direction where she wants to go. And I feel like someone that's been in the game for that long, she really know what they want. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, no, it's just right. a bit annoying. You're 100% right. I agree with you. I think that, yeah, at this point, like the thing that she's doing now is what Sweetie's been doing, but Sweetie hasn't put on an album yet, and Sweetie hasn't have doesn't have an established fan base. Exactly. And so, like, she can get a bly because she's obviously a relatively new artist who hasn't even got an album out, technically speaking. Whereas, yeah, Sierra's going to be what album eight? Is this album eight, I think, or nine? Yeah, I, yeah. I think it'll be eight. Yeah, no, it'll be nine. Yeah, we're on eight or nine. I don't even know which one. I can't even bother to count right now. But yeah, we're on a significant amount of albums now. So it's just like, I don't like the mess. Yeah. Because it's just, it's like, I don't know. I think, I still think she, like, I remember one time Jazzy Faye, her producer who produced like most of the songs on Goodies and whatever, and she's worked with quite a lot, or she did when she first came out, said that she needs micromanagement. 
<clears throat> and I was like, you know what? I think I can see that for Sierra because I think she makes decisions herself, and they don't often they're not often the better decisions. Like she chooses. Like since her the beginning, I always get angry about this because since the beginning of her career, she's been doing this. Like again, when she came out, she chose. She fought for Andai to be a single instead of Next to You with R. Kelly. The label wanted Next to You. She said Andai because she wrote it when she was 15. And I was just like... Yeah, that... Yes. You're, uh, you're, you're, we're both still salty about that. We're not... I can't get it. <laughs> that, that, that trend set off something in her to be thinking that she is the one that can be deciding what she wants <coughs> to do all the time. And like, now she's her own boss and it's, it doesn't make it any better because now no one can tell her anything because she's technically... She's get she's on her own label, but she's distributed through through Uptown or Universal, whatever it is, Uptown Universal. So now okay. she can make her own, literally can do whatever she wants, and it's you know at her own detriment at the same time because yeah, it's not working. It's yeah, not working. so I like the songs. I think generally they're nice songs, but I wouldn't say that that they're single release material. And also, <clears throat> she does stuff. I think a lot of fans get irritated because when she released the clip of her dancing at the car gas station for jump um a lot of people were like, it went viral obviously and also because the gas prices were really high in the background so that helps but it went viral and everyone was like why didn't she drop the song the single at this time because it like it's a good moment it's gone viral everyone's talking about you and the gas being really high so you yeah. might as well drop the single now on whatever platform but she didn't <clears throat> then better things now i remember like she was supposed to release it on a specific day i think i can't remember what date it was on the but we, it was a day we were preparing to record the interview with Michelle Williams um, in September. She dropped it a couple of days earlier. And then I was just like, oh, like, Sierra, why? Why have you done this? Like, yeah, it, she, she that's doesn't ride on the wave. <clears throat> yourself, you're not helping yourself. Like, Because someone like her dropping a song earlier than anticipated and not when the tracking week starts, it meant that it got less traction. So like, if even if people did listen to it a certain amount of time, it's not going to chart at that time because you've got less days of cumulative um, sales or whatever. So, yeah, I could rant about Sierra a lot because I love her so much, but... <laughs> you know, I'm still... No matter what, I, I'm still going to give the album a listen. I just hope that it's... You know, I just hope it's good. I, from, but from, what I'm see, from what I'm seeing now, I just don't think that the album's going to do that well. And I don't want to put it down, but it doesn't seem like people are really latching on as they should be. Yeah, that's the thing. Mm. I don't feel like they are at the moment. I think she needs a really big collaboration with somebody who can actually make give her a big hit. I think Summer Walker obviously has a good fan base, but they're her fan base that like a specific sound from Summer Walker. This song, the song that they released was a bit more positive and more Sierra's kind of swing. So, yeah, she needed someone. I think she needed someone like Scissor or someone. I think that would work, but I don't, I don't think they have a relationship, so I can no. just... Yeah, so I just, that's, yeah, I guess. But, hey, we'll see what the next single is and how it does with, big, if it's the Big Frida one. I know she's worked with, like, Big Little Baby and Normani and probably Megan as well, I think. So, and she's, Jazzy said, Jazzy Faye said that they have the song as well. I think that would have been a good first release because it's probably going to sound like something from Goodies or something yeah, that worked on good. before, which is like her signature sound, which might have worked. If I hear that song and I know, that, and it's a bang, I'm going to be pissed. But anyway, let's wait until the album <laughs> comes up. I'm really getting irritated. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> yeah, it's actually... It's be... Anyway, let me just stop. Um, also, at Sierra's Brockin Clark New Year's thingy, Halle Bailey performed um, a cover of Janet Jackson's Together Again. Oh, that's like one of my favourite Janet songs. Yeah, it was, it was nice, um, I would say. 
Um, yeah, it was nice. I think it was interesting seeing her cover of Janet's song. I think she could play Janet, Janet Jackson in, in a biopic. I thought about that when I was looking at her the other day and I was like, she could actually play Janet Jackson in a biopic, I think. Um, she has a nice voice. The cover was nice. She sang it a bit differently. She made it her own, I think, which was nice. And Janet Jackson, I think, sent her some love. So um, people were kind of cussing her about the cover, though. Um, she got a bit of backlash about it. People were saying it's like a... It was a bit weird hearing her sing that song, and no, she don't want they don't want people covering that that song by Janet and other things and whatever, whatever. But it was nice and pleasant. Um, I like Hallie, so yeah. Yeah, me too. I've heard, uh, you said it before. I think Hallie's your favorite sister, isn't it? I think so. And like, I haven't even heard anything solo by her, but I just feel like she's more laid back, so to speak. And Do I, you think if she, if she did go solo music wise, I think you'd probably prefer her music over Chloe's mm, maybe the thing is I don't know what's happened because I used to like really upbeat and dancing music as like I was younger and then as I got older I preferred more like subdued laid back stripped music so um yeah I think maybe I would I heard a snippet of something like a couple months ago by Hallie and it sounded really good so I think I would um I'm looking forward to the or hearing her sing in Little Mermaid. <clears throat> yeah, same. I think that's going to be such a great moment for her, generally speaking. But I think her and her sister work well together. So, like, if, once they've released their solo projects, they can come back together and do something. I think I'll be more engaged by both of them together going forward, I think. True. I see that. Yes, sir. <clears throat> um, in other, like, New Year's news, Miley had her own kind of, like, New Year's event show as well. Um, and she had a guest like Paris Hilton... CR Sway Lee from um, Ray Strummond and Big Lado performed as well. Um, Miley and Sia and Paris Hilton performed Paris Hilton's song. What's it called? The Stars Are Blind or something like that. Paris Hilton has a song. And I just remember like the videos on the beach or something. And basically they all sang it together. And I haven't heard Paris Hilton sing for a long time. Yeah, Stars Are Blind. Um, so they sang that together. It sounded a bit of a mess, I can't lie to you. Um, I guess Paris Hilton hasn't been training her vocal cords. Although I think she can sing a little bit. It was just a bit... Um, and I saw Big Lado perform and she almost fell over, but she captured herself very well. So, um, yeah, I'm not really a fan of the New Year's Eve shows, I think. They're not really all that to me. I guess because we're not in America, so it doesn't really um, hit as much as if we were there, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we don't really have shows like that do in the UK no I don't think so they should if they should do is bring back Top of the Pops for a New Year's I think and then ah. do like something like that I think that would be a great idea well, and then good, have yeah. people perform like artists from here obviously perform like for New Year's and stuff um yeah, um, I think that's a good idea. yeah. was that the same show because I saw Miley performing with Dolly Parton she sang Wrecking Ball I think it might have been because I was like it kind of went viral because I remember it was going all over the blogs that she was singing Wrecking Ball with Dolly Parton, which is her godmother, I believe. Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> so, yeah, I thought that was good. And I actually watched that performance. And they, it was like a weird like rendition, but it was nice. Like, obviously, yeah. Dolly is a country singer. And, obviously, and sometimes Miley can sound very country in her songs as well. Yeah, she does, actually. It was depending on like, what she's singing as well. She's obviously got that twang from her daddy. Yeah. Um, also, in Miley News, I just wanted to put out there, I saw earlier... Well, it was a couple of days ago. She released something on her Instagram that she's releasing her new single called Flowers. Flowers, yeah. On January 13th. So, new era, new match. She was like, new new year, new me, new, new year, new me, new man, or something like that. Um, so, and obviously, her last era, uh, her last album was like a rock album. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what kind of genre she goes down this time. She, she runs a bit of like um, Rihanna a little bit where she changes her like sound every era. Yeah, I feel look. like that's what I've gotten from her. Even like when she was younger, her there was some song about what's it called, Caged or Can't Be Tamed or something. Can't Be Tamed, yeah. Yeah, I feel like everything has given like a different sort of um, vibe, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so moving on to like the queen of the moment. Um, Scissor is on track to be in number one for the fourth week. Um, is it in a row? Yeah, in a row. Um, with 113,000 more sales. Mostly streams, but I've honestly like this whole. Well, we're going to talk about this soon, but the sales and streams thing. I don't. I think you know it, it is what it is. It's just, mm-hmm. We're in. We're in this new generation, so we just need to accept it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, two hundred and four. This is pure album sales. Um, um. So she. So I was reading the list uh, the other day, and it was like the biggest album debuts of the year, and she was number five. So she because she had three hundred eighteen k on her debut. Mm. Um, and obviously number one was Taylor Swift, but you know. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so she was so she was only beaten by Beyonce, who was number four. So she had three hundred thirty-three thousand. Um, and I just thought that like the, the the gap between her and Beyonce was so short. It was like so nice to see. Like it was very commendable that she could actually do that. Like she's mm-hmm. on the, the same like like sales wise. She's on the same level as Beyonce. And thought she must feel so happy about that. Yeah, um, it kind of shows like the potential that she has as an artist. I would I'm, say, but I'm not surprised because, like, honestly, like the world was listening to that album. I mean, when it, when it first came, even now, to be fair, people are they still are, are, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So I think it actually, upon reflection, I think when I listened to the album, I think it's a grower for me as well, like Renaissance. I was listening to it again yesterday when I was like typing up notes and stuff, and I was like, you know, it's actually a really nice album. So definitely a grower and it seems like it's going to be platinum in like maybe like the next three weeks i'm so happy for her honestly like it's been a long time coming and we know that she had troubles like releasing the album anyway and she said that she she had i think her label even didn't want her to release it at this time like the last summer they they wanted her to wait a little bit longer they did she released a video on youtube and it was like a sort of like someone was filming her basically having a bit of a discussion with somebody and maybe it's on the label or whatever or a friend and they were but she was basically saying that the label wanted to push it to another quarter because it's christmas time and they didn't want to release it right now see all the christmas releases which i understand from a perspective of you know you're not going to get the most potential out of your singles releasing during christmas time because you've got what mariah in the charts you've got ariana grande and obviously like as we saw on one of the pages shout out to chart history if Scissor released at another time without Christmas songs, I think Kilda would have been number one. She would have been top ten with like five or six of her songs. So yeah, it's just the timing. So I get it, but then they kind of underestimate. They don't. They don't. Um, they underestimated her. I would say, or they have. They don't. She's like the underdog for them. I would say because they don't really believe in her, and then she's proven them wrong time and time again. Yeah, they definitely don't believe in her. And I don't. I don't get why. Um, because. She's yeah, literally like you said, she's proved time and time again. Even from like the first three singles of the album, they all charted well. So I don't get why you're like, like still, you know, messing her. Like you still, I don't know why they're still dilly dallying around her. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm just gonna group this in together because it's still it's together. So basically, they pulled nobody gets me. Kill Bill's gonna be the next single, um, but it still hasn't been sent to radio. And she's she released a teaser for the video, mm-hmm. um, but. That doesn't make sense that it hasn't been sent to radio yet if the video is ready. 
Exactly. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, and the radio in that like, current climate is like how to have a stable hit. So without radio play, you can debut at number one or debut very well. But then obviously, like consistency of streams and radio play really does help exactly. with your chart placement. So like, the fans are doing the thing for her now, but then they need the label to do their part as well, which is to push it on radio so it can be a consistent hit for her. I'm not gonna lie. I know Kill Bill that makes sense for the next single, but they should have. I don't know why they put out Nobody Gets Me, even though because Nobody Gets Me tried. It was like number eight or something, wasn't it? I don't even it, remember the placement to be honest with you. Nobody, I'm, I'm telling you, Nobody Gets Me was definitely top ten um, when the album came out, and Nobody Gets Me is one is a fan favorite. Like everyone loves that song, mm. so I don't get why. I don't know. Maybe they, it's because they've seen how well Kill Bill is doing. They're like, oh, maybe Kill Bill should be the next single, which I do understand. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, I do think Nobody Gets Me should be a single. So the fact that they've pulled it, are they going to make it a single again? Or is it just going to be, like, it's, they're just going to leave it to the wayside? I, just I think they should wait a little bit, if that makes sense. I think they, I think it deserves to be a single. Um, but yeah. At some point, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, you're right. It was top 10. It was number 10. <clears throat> on the chart so yeah which is good obviously um i don't know like i don't know what to say like regarding because i i get it because i feel like this is a, it's the case of where that like, they're going with the song that is most popular but then they said moving a bit slow yeah like she's, she one of the fans asked like why haven't they heard people on the radio yet and she was like <clears throat> go and tell beg the label to send it to radio like and tell them this is sent you so I was like, oh, here they go. RCA, bruv. I just feel like every time we have a, we talk about labels, they're just always playing in someone's face. Like, I don't understand. I don't get, I don't get what it is. I don't get what they're waiting for. Because obviously Kill Bill is the highest charted song um, off the album <clears throat> so far. And it did, it's, it's blown up. So if you've seen that and she's already released the teaser for the video, if the video is already filmed, why is it, why are you taking so long to like put it out? It doesn't make sense to me. They just um, don't much like her. I don't understand. Like, even if they, though she makes them, like, she's, like, not to be, like, I don't know, labels probably have favourites, like, you know, teachers have teachers, pets and whatever. Like, Doja Cat seems to be a favourite at RCA because nobody else seems to get any of the love that she gets besides, yeah, it just seems like her and maybe, I don't even say Chris Brown is even a favourite, to be honest, but because I think his success is kind of organic from, radio play and like fans just streaming his stuff organically but um yeah i feel like doja's a favorite but like doja cat no offense obviously not to compare them but like hasn't sold like this much um yet in the first week sales so it's just kind of weird to me that they don't what they don't want to seem to prioritize scissor and this is like in the moment as well like at the moment she's one of the artists that doja cat is on some sort of hiatus i would say because she's obviously probably creating her next album normani is been thrown to the wayside unfortunately yeah and then whoever else is on rca i don't really know but like those are the main people i'm thinking about chris brown's just there doing whatever he's doing so like this is hand for them to obviously focus on sizzle but they're not doing so and i don't understand why like she's proven her album is going to be number one for a fourth week and it's saying over 100k again her album will be platinum in like less than how many months after it's just been released like what more do you want do you think though maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate. Do you think they um are waiting for the Christmas songs to kind of pull out of the charts and then maybe put Kill Bill to the radio? Because then it could be number one. There's more chance of going to number one. Maybe, because I think, basically, again, by the time we release this episode, I think the Christmas songs will start falling out. So they tend to, like, start leaving the charts, like, the week of 
the week after Christmas and then the week after that they like completely would have started falling down completely. So maybe I hope so. I would hope that, but I would like that if that was the case, they communicate that with her because then obviously then her response would be different when fans are asking her, "Where's why is the song not on the radio yet?" Because yeah, she would be like, "Oh, they're waiting for you know." What I mean, she she knows that then she obviously would communicate that or it's coming. She would say rather than beg them to send it to radio, which implies that they're not going to or they're taking their time. So. Yeah, I just hope that they, you know, don't mess up. Because I feel like she's, now she's proven that she's got the potential to find another label, if I'm honest. <clears throat> yeah, and that's so. the thing. They will miss out, like, so much <clears throat> on... Uh, but then the things I don't know how many, like, her contractual obligation is, or how many albums she signed on to do. And then she's got other projects that she released, like, as she's been on that label, TDE, and RCA for a long time. So, like, she's got um, her, her EPs that she released... Oh no, wait. Her first two EPs were self released. It's only one of them that was in 2014 that was um, released in Top Dog Entertainment, so TDE. Oh, so yeah, I think so her signing has been fairly recent. So she, might be, she might be obligated to like do like three or four albums. Yeah, like. you know, the contracts are a bit whack now. There will be like some stupid amount of albums. So. And it takes like five years to release one. So. Yeah, so it's just like <laughs> she's done two. Maybe she's got what, like four to do and it's going to be like another like how many what 10 years to get out four albums nah allow it anyway um, congratulations to Sis I'm happy for her me too and I hope that the label respects her a bit more going forward me too I just killed my ex um cool yes so speaking of Scissor collaborators um Rihanna is apparently now being hands on with her Super Bowl preparation so I'm hearing that she's like Apparently, being more hands-on with like the styling, the lighting, that that the dancing, and all that kind of thing, according to I believe her reps at Rock Nation, because Brianna, I don't know if you've seen, but Brianna's been getting a lot of for, like flack for just being out in the streets, like with ASAP Rocky every weekend, every week. Yep, yep. I've like seen it. <laughs> people have been saying, "Are you not rehearsing?" Hello, have you been rehearsing? I've just been seeing. Are you not rehearsing? Even I saw on Twitter the other day, and people were talking about. They're annoyed that she's the same weight she was when she gave birth as she is now. I said, yay, that is a real... Can you leave her alone? I know, <laughs> that, that was rude, though. That was mean. I was like, no, no, don't comment on a woman's weight like that, man. She just had a baby. Like, come on. I, but I do agree that like, she should be rehearsing. Like, actually, if, if she comes and messes up this performance, I will be so... Honestly, I'll just be so pissed off. I'll be so devastated. Because it's two months... No, it's not even two months away. It's next month. Literally next month. And... You know what? Maybe she's like rehearsing behind the scenes. We don't know. We don't see it all over her life, so True. you know we can't we can't like hold her against it. But I just hope that she that this performance is good because I don't want people to come and drag her like they always do. But they find mm-hmm. anyone like the people that everyone loves, but then like as soon as she like messes up or something, like they're quick to come and drag her. And it's like this is the same person that you're like big enough and like you love so much, and you're waiting for her album. But then like when she like makes one little mistake or whatever, you're just coming for her. So. I'm just hoping that this performance is really, really, really good, um, and she chooses the right songs. I yeah. think I'm, just, I'm scared about the songs, to be fair. But yeah, honestly. and honestly, like the thing is, she has so many to choose from. So I think either way, we'll be happy with whatever she gives us. Yeah, I just know that she's gonna. Um, yeah, she'll sing everything that we like. I'm sure. Like, yeah, and we know that when she actually tries, she can actually dance. Yeah, so I'm just hoping that the choreography is there on point, and she's got like the right choreographer. That's the um, thing. I just don't know if this was the right time for them to give her th- this opportunity, though, because I feel like she's just had a baby. Well, I keep saying just the baby was born last year sometime. 
So it's probably like what six months now, maybe plus. Um, so he's I said it's he's probably quite big now. <laughs> he's probably quite big now. So yeah, but I'm trying to give her a bit of grace. I'm just like <clears throat> you've been off like from music for like a long time now. So is this really the reintroduction you want? You just had a baby last year. You know, what? You, I agree. You know, I just like is this the right year for you to do this? Could we just give it to Sierra? <laughs> Not Sierra. <laughs> I agree that it's probably the wrong time of year, but if you think back, they've been wanting to get her on it for like years. Obviously, she took a stand, didn't she, for the whole um, the thingy. She should have done it when they asked her to that time. Yeah. Because that wasn't she was in her, her, not a peak, but she was in her anti-era, so it would have been a good time. To be fair, actually, we, wouldn't, we might not have got wild thoughts depending on what time that was that they wanted to get her to do it. So I'm True. glad that now we at least have... I mean, wild thoughts is that the last... One of the last songs I think that I liked from her that she's been a collab with. I don't like that one with Party Next Door. So, yeah, no. Haters, all of you. <laughs> just, just, just make me believe nothing. No. Um, so, moving on to the UK, which we don't really speak about that much, but here we are. Um, Flo and Stormies are going to apparently collab on his song Hide and Seek. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to be on the remix. And I'm just so excited for um, Flow this year because I think this is going to be their year that they're going to mm-hmm. blow up. Um, they won, I believe, or they're nominated for, I think they won the BBC Sound of the Year or something like that. Yeah, I literally just saw that before we started recording. Yeah, I saw it just before as well. I was like, oh, I didn't mention <laughs> that. <laughs> um, which is amazing. Like, most people who win the BBC Sound of the Year um, kind of blow up because I think Sam Smith won it when, mm. when they first came out. Um, trying to think of other people but there's been a few people where they've blown up from that award so i'm so excited to hear what they, they're going to be i hope that this year they're going to drop the album because obviously obviously already dropped the ep so maybe the album's already in the works i'm just excited to see where they go and i honestly believe my in my whole heart that they could blow up in america i think they could too i think that the sound is like what i like about them is that they're not like my issue with little mix i love little mix as you do or love Little Mix. The only issue that I have is their music it comes across a bit cheesy. And then yeah. I feel like when your music is like kind of corny, it doesn't translate well in America. So I think that's why they didn't really cross over like that, if that makes sense. Well, I feel like they had the potential to do so, especially with like Black Magic and um, a couple other songs. But something about them just comes off organically cheesy and I just, it just doesn't really, yeah. Whereas with Flo, I feel like, I don't know what it is about them, but they don't, give me like a cheesy vibe maybe because they're more r&b pop than little mix yeah, um, more pop r&b yeah or pop yeah it's yeah, little, little mix was definitely more pop yeah um, maybe it's that and we know that unless you're like adele or ed sheeran or um, calvin harris or whatever they, americans don't really like pop like that <laughs> yeah literally they like a specific sound of pop from specific people um you're right so that's yeah that's what it comes comes down to but yeah i'm really happy for flow i really feel like they're gonna do big things. Um, I really like their song "Losing You." I really like, um, obviously "Card of the Box." I really liked um, "Immature." I just like the vibe, the flow, the way they're going with the music. I think it's progressive. Like I'm seeing the trend, like the growth from their first EP to "Losing You" and then their p- potential sound going forward. So um, I'm very, very, very happy for them. I'm excited for them. So I 2023 think... will be their year for sure. I think as well, I know this is not everything, but aesthetically, they just look so good. 
I agree. Like, they look very good as a girl group. Like whoever put them together and pulled them together did a really good job, I think. It's just so like it's just nice to see like a black girl group again. It's been a while since we've done, had that. So yeah. Yeah, and I think they represent like different. I like the fact that they're different shades of mm-hmm. like in terms of complexion because I don't know. Just represent. I feel like everyone can identify to like one particular member that looks like them or whatever. In that case, I think it's always mm-hmm. nice to have somebody you identify with a bit more in a group than others. So yeah, I think aesthetically they're quite nice to look at. <laughs> it's given plenty beauty. Yeah, <laughs> different <laughs> shades and views. <laughs> Very much so. I'm here for it. Um. And to kind of run off our list um, of hot topics, so recently the Rolling Stone magazine basically curated a list of the greatest singers of all time. And they received a lot of backlash because the list was a bit wild, to be honest with you. Like some of the things they said and some of the people they admitted were a bit mad. And some of the positioning was positionings were a bit crazy. So I thought we could just like kind of go through some of the highlights. I highlighted like, I thought I was going to go to highlight like a couple of people. I feel like I wrote almost the whole list of people <laughs> and their positions. But I thought they were like relevant to music or people that I feel like, you know, people that we listen to and people that we're aware of and people that our listeners would like be aware of as well. Yeah, um, I mean... Just before you start, I there's a few <clears throat> positions where I'm gonna mention at the end where I'll just swap them like straight away. <laughs> yeah, like, I started um, the ones that were a bit questionable because I was like, um, hello, what's going on here? But okay, so one of the ones that was a bit weird to me was that like, Kelly Clarkson was at 194, bearing in mind the list is 200, so she's near the bottom, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that is wild, that is wild. Um, because we spoke about Kelly Clarkson before. We're Kelly Clarkson stands since we saw her on American Idol dot com. And that first album, honestly, that was a really good, really really good album. And I've seen her perform like recently and stuff. And like she's gone gone back to American Idol and she performed. There was one um, performance that she performed, song that she performed. I can't remember what it was, but she started crying. That's one of my favorite performances mm. of hers. I think she was like thinking about her dad or whatever. But anyway, I can't remember what song it was. Um, but yeah, she's got an amazing voice. I can't believe she's at the bottom of the list. Like, Kelly Clarkson is one of those people who, I don't know, like, her voice is just so good. And I feel like she's very, she's even soulful as well. And the things she can do, the dexterity of her voice is crazy. Like, the vocal acrobatics. And she's now in, almost going to be in her 40s if she's not already 40. I know she's born in, like, early 1980s, so she'll... She's not 40 already, she'll be turning 40. But she's been able to maintain her instrument for, like, the last 20-plus years. She can still sing really, really well. I saw... She's got her own daytime show, the Kelly Clarkson show, and I saw... She, um, she sings a lot on there, but there was one particular episode that Ariana Grande was on as well, and they sang together. And when I tell <laughs> you, those two are two of the best singers of our generation. Oh, yeah. Like... Of age and well, they're from two different generations, I guess, but from of the current, you know, that we still have at the moment. So, like, for her to be at near the end of the list is so weird to me because it's like, huh? Kelly Clarkson can sing and can <clears throat> always has the first American Idol win- winner set the standard for the rest of the show. So it's just oh, like, 100%. Really? I, you know, this. I just feel like they put these random positions to like kind of get people talking about it. Potentially, you know, for controversy, you know, it doesn't make sense. It literally doesn't make has has no no literally none of it makes sense to me. <laughs> um, but because I'm just looking at the next one, and Brandy is 193. Hmm. 
and I just like you know what Brandy's never been like I've I've always preferred Monica's voice, <clears throat> but I know a lot of people love Brandy's voice. I know like, <clears throat> and I can't. <clears throat> I can't not admit that she's got like an amazing, amazing like range. Mm-hmm. That's why she was called the vocal bible. Mm-hmm. So, one hundred and ninety-three—that's actually a bit rude. I mean, yeah, again, like similar with Kelly. Like, I feel like Brandy is one of those people who, like, her and Monica and Aaliyah, like, helped shape like the sound of R and B in the nineties. And I feel like it's it's just weird to me. Like, as you said, vocal bible—the thing that she can do with her voice, like the textures to her voice. The vocal layering, the backgrounds, especially her first like two, three albums, like I just don't like the way that she sang and the way she sounded, and just especially Never Say Never, like one of my favorite favorite R and B projects. I just cannot fathom how she's at 193 on the list, and even some people as we get up and up and more above the list as we move and move more progressively, like some people I feel like were placed way higher than they should have been as well, but. Yeah. Um, We'll get there, I guess. So, where would you place Brandy? You think top? Just say like top ten, top twenty, top thirty. I would put Brandy at least in the top forty. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, you as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, boy, but hey, um, next on the list we've got Frank Ocean at one ninety. He can stay there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. uh, Yeah, he can stay. It's fine. I don't. I don't feel any way about that. Um, but after that is Alicia Keys, and I think that's a bit. I know you didn't start it, but that's. I think that's a bit wild as well. I think now, if we're gonna do, <laughs> <laughs> if they're doing it based on how it sounds I'm now, <laughs> then okay, I understand why they did that. But if they want to give us, if they're basically, good, I know they're probably doing it based on like all the music and the projects and stuff and the general sound over the years. So then I feel like mm, that's a bit cheeky. And then we, we could probably give her at least top like seventy, maybe. I don't know what happened yet, but she. I just—it's like I, it's gonna sound so rude, but it's like she forgot how to sing. You know, they said they said that when she stole Mashonda's man, that got stole her voice. <laughs> that her voice got stolen too. I said, "Oh, <laughs> that's what happens." Apparently, she stole her man, so she traded something in. But they're not lying because honestly, her vocals are—they're wild. Stop. <laughs> Very stop. Wow. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Next in the list, we have uh, you know what? This actually hurts. Jasmine Sullivan. Mm-hmm. At 182. 182. Wow. Can you... What? Excuse me? I'd actually even put her like... I'm not going to lie. I'd actually put her a bit above, above Brandy. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I can kind of see that. I feel like Jasmine... If they would be near each other, at least, I think, if, if we're going to put them in the list. Like, and they, they should both be at least top 40, top 30. Yeah, top, yeah exactly. But like, yeah. I feel like Jasmine, a couple spaces above Brandy. Because I think Jasmine's got such a powerful voice. Mm-hmm. And the things she can do, yeah, are not easy re- like to replicate as well. Like, I feel like the, her insecure challenge <laughs> was such a challenge. <laughs> like, I was just like, no, this is difficult. I think there's some Brandy runs and riffs that are a bit more easy to replicate. And then I feel like Jasmine, like, studied Brandy and then, like, took it times 10, I think. So, yeah, she's like Brandy to the 10th power when it comes to some of the things she does with her voice so I get what you mean actually is why she would be a bit maybe above yeah. Brandy in terms of yeah just because of the power I think <clears throat> yeah so 182 for Jasmine is a no for me I don't know what they're doing with that so again is this one for controversy or do they really mean it I really think it was you know because how excuse me <laughs> um yeah so at 180 we had Scissor um, what did you think about that though 
I think that's you know, <clears throat> Scissor's not got the like. I love her, but she hasn't. She hasn't got the best. She hasn't, no, I'm sorry. She hasn't got like the not the. I don't want to say the best range because she does have range, but it's like it's not. It's not like on the level of like Beyonce, let's say. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. she can she can really sing and she can do like um, different notes and stuff, but I feel like it's not like the range is not that wide. Mm. But I do think 180 is a bit. That's rude. It should be. She should at least be top fifty. I think. Mm. Um, because she can actually really sing. So, yeah, it's a bit, it's just a bit low. The fact that she's um on and the fact that she's on the same, literally a line beneath, no, two lines beneath Jasmine Sullivan. That's wild. Yeah, they oh, don't need to be near each other. I don't think. Like at all, no. <laughs> <laughs> like no offense to either of them, but they probably shouldn't be near each other in that sense. I'm not gonna lie though, the Devil's Advocate. I like her voice and I like her tone. But I feel like she should be like top one hundred, but maybe not like anything more than that. I don't know. You think? Yeah, because I like. I think when you take past get past her tone, and her like, then what is it, what else is there? <laughs> <laughs> like in terms of just vocal performance and singing. I'm glad. I'm actually, when you get past yeah. the tone, I'm just like, okay, you've got an interesting like a unique tone, but then what else is there? Like, there's nothing else that she really gives me. There's no like intricate runs and wrists there's no like particular falsetto there's no particular power or you know belting range or yeah. low notes like i don't know it doesn't <clears throat> give me much dexterity so i'm just like yeah you, no, i would say top 100 but not maybe like anything more than that i see what you're saying i do think what makes her special is her tone yeah and her like lyrical content and her emotive yeah. language emotive like yes. voice is emotive so i get that yeah so i get i, I understand that that's it. You're right. Um, That's those are the things yeah, exactly. Then I'm basing it on like if what I don't know what criteria they kind of like use, but in terms of like singing and like vocal acrobatics and performance and stuff like that. Yeah. But you're right. That's exactly what I would say are her strong points. Definitely. Yep. Um so at 136 is Lauren Hill. Which I think is a bit wild. Um I know you didn't star it. But Lauren Hill <laughs> <laughs> Because maybe you agree. <laughs> even know anymore <laughs> but i just feel like no lauren hill should be a bit higher than that like she yeah has, she has range she only does like i wouldn't put her like top <clears throat> like top 10 or top 20 or whatever but i would definitely put her higher than 136 mm. um but then I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about it and i'm thinking about her songs and she does i feel like yeah most for her mostly it is tone i think mm. and but she can she can hit high notes but it's not often that she does Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely would put her high. I, de- I definitely put her top fifty. I think, in my opinion. Yeah, I would say the same as well. I think. I think again, similar to Scissor, like, but it's the way she emotes and the way she is able to convey like the emotion through the way she's singing. Um, she's also still maintained her tool quite well. I heard her sing somewhere something the other day or, or some clip of her singing, not too long ago, and she still sounded very good. So, um, yeah, I would say like the same as you, to be honest. Yeah, top fifty in my honest opinion. Honest yeah. and humble opinion. Um, next on the list we've got. I've I just thought to put Florence Welch, aka Florence in the Machine, sync lead singer. Um, I don't know why, but she's at one two eight. I used to like one of her songs back in the day. Um, I think I think it's the same one. I like I used to like I like one of her songs, and that's probably the same one. Yeah, I can't remember how it goes now. I can't either. Um, <laughs> um, so that <laughs> so that position doesn't really mean anything to me. I don't really. It know. doesn't even. I don't know what to say about it. It's just she's just there. But I'm like, okay, cool, stay there. <laughs> I guess. 
And uh, next on the list is Donna Summer, 122. I don't really know a lot about Donna Summer. I like a couple of her songs. Um, I know she was very influential back in the days. Um, but I don't really know enough about her voice to like comment on her position. So I, I think maybe a lot of people would dispute it. Because mm. I know she is kind of seen like, as the voice one of the voices of, of that generation. Yeah. I, just don't know, I don't know enough about it to kind of comment on it, but yeah, I, I know she's, I know she can sing, but I just, yeah, I have no comments about it. <laughs> I about feel you? like, yeah, she's like one of those singers that, um, I don't know, like what a lot of people like respect in terms of, um, what am I trying to say? Like from that time period of whenever she was the 80s and 70s, I guess. So um, I think... Because of the kind of success she had with certain songs, like, um, what's that, I Hot Stuff? Love. What did you say? I Feel Love. Yeah, Hot Stuff, like, I Feel Love, Bad Girls, like, on the radio. Um, what other songs have done on Summer Have that I know? God have mercy. She's been sampled so many times as well. She has. I think Beyonce sampled her for um, Renaissance. Renaissance. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. Definitely yeah. influential. Definitely. So in that, because of that, maybe she could have been like at least top one hundred. Um, I would say maybe top seventy because I feel like people like often class her like people like her like Patti Labelle like Aretha Franklin, um, Shaka Khan like tend to get spoken about in those kind of similar kind of conversations. So, um, Stephanie Mills. So yeah, maybe um, top one hundred maybe for Donna Summer. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, next on the list of our highlights, anyway, on the list, um, 115 was Erica Badu. Um, she could have put her down a bit, if I'm honest, but hey, not down. Yeah, she could have put her more near 200, but hey. I've I know you've never said Erica Badu. No, I don't like neo soul music. Like I have Erica Badu, Jill Scott, D'Angelo. Like oh, just, I just don't really get into like them like that. No. Angie Stone, it's just not, it's I, not been a bit of me. Nah, I, I get what you mean. I know it's not your favorite genre, but Erica Badu has got a good voice. I, I think that's it's wild. She should be at least top 100, um, in my opinion. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm not different. I, I do so. I did a stage in my life where I did listen to like Neo Soul a little bit because I was influenced by my best friend Jenna. Hey, that's like her bag. Like she loves that song. Oh, so dumb. Yeah. So she used to listen to like Erica Badu and like Lauren Hill and all those um like D'Angelo and stuff like that. Um, I feel like that's like no, is it? I don't know why I always think of like Kimberly and like Joy and stuff when they when I think of like D'Angelo and stuff. Because Kimberly used to wrap her hair a lot, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel like I just feel like they would like those kind of songs. But then I'm thinking maybe not because um Kimberly likes Chris Brown, so yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Can we like like R and B like that? I think I don't know if she likes everything, but either. good question. I need to ask her, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I listened to her like at that at one point in my life. But I I can safely say that I don't I don't really think I like Neil or like that anymore. To be fair, mm. as well, it's just just sometimes it's just a bit depressing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. But yeah, um, I think she should be a little bit higher. Yeah, um, more near two hundred. I agree. Um, moving on, we don't actually have that many men on the list. Well, we have lows for like towards the top ten, but like down this side, we don't really have that many men. Yeah. <clears throat> so at number one hundred and ten was the weekend, and I feel like everyone knows how I feel about the weekend. So 
Would you like to repeat, share that with people who might not, know? <laughs> <laughs> you might not be aware? I honestly find his voice so irritating. I, I just it great it just grates on me. If I hear someone like his song on the radio or whatever, I'm just I'm just like Ugh. it just I think all of his songs just sound the same. Mm. And it's like to me there's just no range there at all. Like so I think he could actually be like number two hundred if, if I'm I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Not opening at two hundred, I'm finished. <laughs> what do you think? Um I think the weekend is yeah, I get what you mean. His voice is a bit whiny, so I think that cat can you can either tell that one of two ways. But um, I think that his vocal range is impressive in a sense that it's very high-pitched. And for a male to sound like that, like he's like a, almost like Michael Jackson sounding kind of like high-pitched squeak going on. Um, so I think that's what is impressive because I don't think males who pass puberty can generally sing like that most times. But um, yeah, I don't know about 110. I feel like I don't really see him as a vocalist. Or like exactly. a great singer, so I'm, I can agree with you in terms of moving him a bit. But especially when you have people like Brandy and, and Jasmine Sullivan and people like that at like and whatever, you know what I mean? It's just yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. So yeah, yeah. So, no, um, I don't know like if they're including people's success in their placing placements, but if that's the case, then I don't understand. Another one I don't understand is that 102 has Taylor Swift. Boo, uh, boo. I just, I just. Uh... You know, let's just move on because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who loves her, Victor. I, I'm sorry, Victor, in advance, but boo, boo, his. she shouldn't even be on the list. Bye, boo. You know. I have multiple friends that love her, and I just don't understand. I didn't get it. Yeah. I never got it, and I don't think I ever will. So. Me neither. Let's just That's... leave it at that. And it's okay. I'm <laughs> okay with that. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. exactly. Um, so number 98, we have Bob Marley. Um, I think I agree with that position. Yeah, Bob Marley, you know, on, I don't know how it's going to sound, but like, in popular opinion, I don't really like, when I think of vocalists and singers, I'm like, I don't know, well, I'm not, it's not vocalists, it's singers, actually, so that can mean anything, so that's more open to interpretation, okay, so actually, let me get out of that mindset, I'm going to say something rude about Bob Marley, but I don't want to get dragged, so, um, <laughs> yeah, some of his, like, songs, make his soul rest in peace, <clears throat> Just speak your truth. <laughs> just a bit grainy, like, like yeah, a I'm... bit, a bit sharp. I don't know. <laughs> a, bit sharp. a bit sharp on the ears. You know, I think that you either have to have grown up in that era, or you have to like that specific type of music to kind of get it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I just don't think we, I just don't think we're qualified enough to get it. <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing is though, my dad, like, when I was younger, my dad used to listen to Bob Molly, like, this is 90s and cassettes in the car, like, no CD player kind of vibe. And I used to hear No Woman No Cry almost every journey. That's so that song is engraved in my brain. So I really do like that song. But, um, when I have people try and cover that song, it doesn't sound as good though as the, his version as well, actually, whilst I'm on topic. Because I think, um, what's her name? Thames in the cover. I don't really like that in comparison to the Bob Molly version. And then someone else at saw at Afrochella in Ghana recently tried to cover it. It didn't sound that great to me either. So maybe just leave the Bob Molly songs to Bob Molly or Yeah, I think he's one of those people he, he a cover doesn't translate well. Yeah, it just needs to and Rihanna did a redemption song cover. Mm. She did, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk no, about no, it. No 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 that one sorry we need to talk about that one. That <laughs> one <laughs> no, no, no 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 that one was also one that just came to my no 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 I don't know what was we going on there. I had to go back and listen to the original song because I was just like what is this? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we don't need that was no, we don't need to be that yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the way I forgot about that, because I just erased that from my memory. Yeah, delete and cancel. No. 
I don't know if he told her that she could sing that, but anyway, anyway. I had to honestly, but, you know what? Inspired by Bob as they all are. So you know what? Exactly. <laughs> so just below Bob Marley, we have Usher at number ninety-seven. Um, I think he should be a bit higher. To be fair, I agree. I think Usher's actually one of the males, especially R and B males, who has mm, definitely been successful. He's been able to cross over through many different years, like longevity. He's still got his instrument he's tall very I can't even speak he uses his voice very well he's still able to sing and he's in his 40s so I would say that he should be at least top 50 like if we're gonna be honest but I think obviously we have like more of a um, personal quotation relationship with a lot of the newer newer I guess artists and so like obviously I know more about Usher than I do Bob, about Bob Marley or, or you know that Donna Summer so I guess that's why I would feel like that but, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, because we, we have no like, yeah, we have that like nostalgic um, connection with them. So I guess, I mean, if if an older person was looking at this list, they'll probably be like, oh, why are these new people towards the front? Yeah, they they'll be like, who's yeah? yeah. They, they will probably be like a bit upset as we get to the top ten about certain people being there. In there yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll get there. Um, so jumping ten spaces, we have Diana Ross at eighty-seven. Um, again, I don't. I know. I know she's like a big, a big um influential voice of music. But I just don't really know that much about her. Again, um, vocally anyway, because I've never really watched like live performances or anything like that, so I can't really like comment. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Do you agree with that position? I think again, like in terms of people that I mentioned earlier, like Shaka Khan and like the Donna Summers and the Aretha Franklins and the Patti LaBelle's. I think that um, Diana Ross is up there. Like, Diana Ross and the Supremes, you know, everyone always knows about them. And then, obviously, her solo, I'm Coming Out, um, Upside Down. Like, there's a lot of songs that people might resonate, that might resonate with, for people with Diana Ross. Um, my baby love, the Supremes. Yeah, Ain't so, yeah. Hot enough. If, yeah, so, if you think of, like, her, like, the songs she's had and the influence she's had, yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> but I'm, I think I'm, like, looking at the list, because it says greatest singers of all time. So, I don't know if that means Oh, you know what I mean? Is, that's a good point. That's what it's true. So in terms of vocal ability, then okay, you're right. I keep forgetting. Like, does it include that's the thing, all the yeah, that's, I was like, I don't know how to approach it, but when I was reading the actual list on Rolling Stone, on the little comments beneath beneath every one that they put, they were like basically mentioning their voice. So I think I think they were like approaching it with vocals in mind. Yeah. Um, I think Dana Ross like reminds me of like like, if Sierra was born in the 1940s, that's why I feel like she would have been, like... So, like, in yeah, terms but... of vocal ability, I feel like she's got a soft, shrill kind of voice. So... Yeah, so she she can sing, but it's, like, yeah. one, like... Not one, not one, there's probably many. But there's, like, <coughs> less, um, less like, ups, ups and downs. I don't know how to, like, describe it, but you know what I mean? Like, you know when Sierra sings, she has, like, one tone. As in, there's not like much octave not... range. Like, yeah, like she'll never really go up and she'll never really go down. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, I'm like. He says she will go up or down, she'll just stay in the middle. <laughs> tell, me, tell me, I'm like. That's so rude. I refuse to uh, uh, <laughs> agree with that statement. I refuse as a Sierra fan. I will not. I get you, then. You mean that she's like, her voice sounds like it's in one range when she's singing? Yeah. Like, tell me one song that Sierra did a high note. High price. <laughs> I should have, I should have known you were gonna say that. 
living up, living it up with Nicki Minaj. She hit a nice high note in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) The high note in the middle. And yeah, I think, yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Like her voice, she doesn't really tend to, you know, do too much. She's comfortable in where she's comfortable in the middle range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, moving on to a spot just below Diana Ross, Michael Jackson. Oh, interesting because um, they were friends. Um, that's so interesting. They're like right next to each other. But what do you think about MJ being in number eighty six in terms of singing? I guess. I'm just trying to. Look, I think he should definitely be higher. <clears throat> um, I, I don't know. Like, I don't. You know, Michael Jackson fans are gonna come for me, but I never thought that he was like the best singer. Um. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just my personal pre- preference, mm-hmm. but I understand that he's like, I'm not disagreeing that he's king of pop. Had so many hits, like, he's like, his songs are very, very catchy and stuff, but I've just, his voice to me has never been my favourite male voice mm. in, in the in the industry, so um, I definitely would put him higher, but probably not that high, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What would you think? Yeah, I think higher definitely. I think in terms of obviously with Michael Jackson, it's more of like the, um, the performance style, the fact that he could dance and sing, um, you know everything. He's he's he was innovative. He was a very, like a one in a million kind of person in terms of in terms of the things that he did. So I get you. It's like a whole package deal with Michael Jackson. And if you strip it all away and think about the singing, then maybe, I think maybe top sixty, top fifty. I would say. Yeah. Um. He's got a unique. He had a unique sounding voice. I think, and I think yeah. I really think his voice was. I really liked his voice as a child, like when he was yeah. five. It was very nice and shrill, but then very there was like a lot of power to it, and emotion. So yeah, I would say yeah, top fifty, sixty, rather than like eighties. But hey. Yeah, I agree. Um. Next on the list, um, on our list anyway, Amy Winehouse was at number eighty three, and that's actually wild because Amy Winehouse has an amazing voice. Um, I don't know if you agree, but I think I would have. I would have put her top twenty if I'm. Really, someone. I think she honestly her voice like. Sometimes I'm, I'm like in an Amy Winehouse mood, mm-hmm. and I just and I listen to some of her songs. And I'm just like she really does have like and like a very 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 unique voice that no one's really come close to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I would definitely put her higher. I don't know what you think about it, but yeah, I think she's okay where she's at. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I get what you mean though. She has a nice tone and stuff, but I don't really think there's anything there was anything more to it than that. Again, there was like the way she emoted and conveyed the songs and the songs that she was singing, which I think comes down to production a little bit as well. So <clears throat> I'm not too sure if I'd move her any higher, to be honest with you. I am sometimes in an Amy Winehouse mood as well. I go, I tend to go back to you know I'm no good if I am. So I love um what's that song? Um Ain't No Mountain Heart. No, is that the one? That's the isn't it Diana Ross. Yeah, that's sorry. No, it wasn't that one. What am I, talk, what am I talking about? Anyway, I it'll come back to me. But there's one song that I'd love about. Oh, do you I like what um Mighty um, Try on their own? That's no? it. That is it. Oh. That is literally it. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Do you know why I said Ain't No Mountain High? Because I don't know if you remember, did you watch the season of X Factor with Kay Chesterman? Who? <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Sorry, oh, that's scary. <laughs> what did you say? Che. 
changes. <laughs> the, way, the way you said the hoodie was so funny. <laughs> A wheezing. <laughs> Jay Testament. Jay Testament. He was on um, Nick Grimshaw. Oh, that movie. guy. He was kind of chubby. Yeah, and he's. <laughs> He sang a mashup of Tears Don't Dry on Their Own and Ain't No Mountain High. Oh. So <laughs> Sorry, I was like, <laughs> you say? I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm actually screaming. Oh, um, my gosh. Anyway. anyway <laughs> next on the list, on our list anyway, number 74, we have Patti LaBelle. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people be mad about that one. Yeah, you know what though? Like with Auntie Patty, yeah, like I don't really know much of her music besides um Ru- Moulin Rouge. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't that's, know. I think that's the only and what's it? The, there's one more, is it? And one and oh, even that's the only song I really know by her, I think. I mean, a lot of gays love her. But I think it's just because of the style of music she did. I've I've never really listened to her like that. Mm. So I don't really for me. For me, I don't really get. It. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get it. But if I'm honest with you, I don't really listen to like older generation artists like that. I'm mm. more so. I think yeah, everyone knows who knows me. I'm more so like new generation anyway. So yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, actually, like, I actually can't even think of a Patty LaBelle song. <laughs> trying to think. Yeah, we're not bridges anymore. I know, obviously, because they re they like that song was quite popular. It's transcended through time, and they remixed it with like Little Kim and Co. So didn't she do? Yeah, that, that's yes, that's the one they're talking about. Yeah, so yeah, I just have no idea. I do agree that she should be a bit higher though. Um, but that's like, maybe I'm just basing that on what other people would say. So yeah, me personally, I don't know. I think maybe me personally, that I think that. The way I keep saying me personally because I'm so scared that people are going to come for me. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. You know, we're all in fact our opinions. It's like, yeah, so I, I'm saying I don't know enough about her vocally to... Yeah, um, to critique her, critique. yeah. Um, I, I, but I do think that people will be mad about that position. Yeah, I can imagine so as well. Again, like, she's one of the people that I think people, Diana Ross, like, every Franklin, like, a lot of the older people that, the older greats people consider. So maybe, like, she'll need to... I don't know, like, personally speaking, I don't know one song by her. And that one song... Because she's actually had quite a bit of range on that song, because obviously there's a lot of high notes on that song. Um, so yeah, but I'm not mad at the positioning, if I'm honest with you, for no. once. But maybe she should be near her peers a bit more. I yeah, I think so. Maybe like top 70, maybe, I guess. Um, next on the list <laughs> is Rihanna on our list, sorry. No, you chuckling. <laughs> put Rihanna at number 68. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm very intrigued to hear what you say. I just want to outline this by saying that I, everyone knows me, I'm the biggest Rihanna fan. Like, I love her. She's my favourite artist of all time. Mm -hmm. I've stand her since she came out in 2005, and I will always, always, always be a fan of her. Number 68 is a bit wild. (laughs) They put her above Brandy and Jeff McCullough. I love Rihanna too, but guys, come on. And that is what that is actually the most. I think that's the most wild thing on the list. If I'm honest, like, and I love her, but above Brand Brandy and Jasmine Sullivan and Kelly Clarkson and even Scissor, yeah. I just I, I, that's wild. You know this um, one, yeah. When I was writing, taking down the the numbers, I had to read that one. And I said, "Oh, 
I had to read what they wrote about her because it was like, how many said though, but it said something about her free octave vocal range. And to be fair, she does have a free octave vocal range. She does. I understand better. Yeah, and she does tend to like move into different sounds when she's singing. It doesn't sound all the same on the one song. So she usually is quite progressive when she sings on her songs. So, and yes, as you said, her voice very, very much so improved after Loud or from Loud anyway. So I get it. And they also commented on like her a that her tone and like the way she sings and twang her twang and stuff. So like the umbrella yeah. like, like a thing. So I kind of got what they were getting at. But again, obviously, just the way the position of other people makes it a bit difficult to appreciate right now at sixty eight. That's but, what I'm saying. Yeah, so, I would say if Brian Lee Kelly, uh, Jasmine, and SZA were above Rihanna, then maybe I would get it a bit more. Mm-hmm. But because they're literally in the hundreds and Rihanna's like. Almost near fifty. I'm just like that's a that's why. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no, we're using almost near fifty. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I'm sorry, I just have to. I have to like, you know, I'm not one of those fans who are delusional. I know that Rihanna's not the best singer, and she probably never will be. But yeah. um, that doesn't mean I don't like her music. But it's just it's yeah. I just think it's just wild. So yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people would find that wild too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think this is long. Hold on, let's jump a bit. Yeah, let's jump to Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's at number 58. Yeah, your name? I think she's a good singer. Yeah, I think I, I, think I agree with that. There's mm-hmm. nothing. What do you think she should be higher or lower? Yeah, I think that's a reasonable number for Gaga, to be honest with you. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm um, not mad at it. Because um, you like Tina Turner, just jump to Tina Turner. She's at number 55. I agree with that. Yeah, I can. I can maybe. That too. Uh, I'm trying to think of if I would like swap her and Shaka Khan. I don't know. Yeah. Um, or maybe like them closest together. I think. Yeah, maybe more. That's it. That that would make more sense to me. I think as well. Yeah. Um, um, Tony yeah. Braxton jumped to her. She was at number forty-eight. I think I put her a lot um, higher. Yeah, I would have put Tony at least in top 30, I think. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. that's 48 for a while. I'm definitely above Rihanna, I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I agree. Let's jump oh, wait, to, Ariana. to Ariana Grande's and onwards, sorry. Okay. okay, so Ariana Grande, that's wild. I would have definitely put her top five or top 10. Um, yeah, they put her at number 43, which I thought was a bit cheeky. That is cheeky. Like you I said think before, one of the best voices yeah. I've had. Yeah. Me too. So definitely, that's a wild position. Definitely top 10 for me, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, maybe not top 10, because obviously there's a lot of... I keep forgetting about the older generation. As well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's probably top, top 20, yeah. Yeah. Um, Going to jump to Adele. So oh, sorry. 20. So they put oh, sorry. number 40. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So I did, sorry, I, I did not see that. Um, yeah. Elliot number 40 is... Um, a lot of people are complaining about that. And they're I like, think, there's no way that they can. You can say that Brandy's not hundred and something, and then he's number forty. I think Aliyah being number forty is just as wild as Rihanna being sixty-eight. I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> that is so mean. We've said before. We even said on the Aliyah um, deep dive that Aliyah is not have not got the best range. It's just mostly like her tone. And I like, I did not agree to that. Yes, we did. We I did, did not attest to that. What did you think? Where would you put her number two? <laughs> Um, I think, I think that if if we're gonna, I'll put her in the top sixty, I think not like 
40. And then it would have to rearrange the list again, as you said, to have Jasmine and Brandy like around somewhere above her. And then it would make more sense because the list is just effed up. Like, I'm so surprised they put her there, if I'm honest with you. I don't know if that yeah. was a thingy, but I like her tone and I think that she had a good range. But I don't think we got to hear all of what she could potentially have done True. because she died so young. Didn't you say something about like how Missy would like do certain things to make like her voice? Oh no, I know you're saying. I know you're going. It's basically what I said is that when Missy said that when she wrote four page letter, she wrote her songs from the perspective of like a rapper or something. So then they weren't really didn't require much singing because Missy said she couldn't sing that well herself. As in Missy Elliott said she's not the greatest singer. So when she wrote songs, they would have required that much effort. So it was actually like they were stripped back. Basically, is what she was saying, and then. Yeah, yeah, that was basically what she was implying. So no, not that it was anything to do with Leo's like her range or anything, but it's just that Missy's yeah, I get it, yeah. more so stripped back. So. I know, I I just think that it's just the I think it's the earlier positions like the hundreds that are messing up. It, it is. Up. It's ruining everything for the people that are in the top. Like it so. is. It's throwing yeah. me off because it's just like how can you put Aaliyah there and you're putting like Jasmine Sullivan like so low? It doesn't to me. And it's just wild. So yeah, that's what's putting me off. I think. Yeah. Um. Let's jump to, yeah, oh yeah, Mary J. Blige, number 25. Mm-mm. Seems to be like number 80 or something. I was going to say, yeah, put her back, put her back, <laughs> Frank Ocean. Yeah, like, near even there, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that is wild, that is actually so wild. Top um, 25, you know. How can, how can Mary J. Blige be above Brandy? I'm sorry. And, honestly. Yeah, um, Okay. So, jumping to Adele, number 22. I think I would actually agree with that. Yeah, I think I would do as well. I think that's fair. I think Adele actually has a really... Like, in terms of the people that we've spoken about that convey emotion really well, she's one of the best at it. Yeah. As well. yeah. Um, Elvis Presley, number 17. Again, I don't really know much about him. He's, kind of... mm, I think if they're going to put Michael Jackson on number 80-something, he should Elvis should be after him, if I'm honest. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely would like... I think, you know, not top them. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you know what? Yeah, Actually, I would yeah, say, so, yeah, yeah, sort of yeah, them. Sort yeah. Of them. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I definitely think the person who made this list were definitely from like the older generation, definitely because you can just tell from the like top 20. Um, Prince at number 16, which is, I think I agree with. Yeah, if they could, I think Prince actually, unpopular opinion, actually has a better singer voice than Michael Jackson. I oh, I agree. Uh, 100%. So if they're gonna yeah. put Prince there, then Michael should have been after him a little bit. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah. So, I'm just going to quickly go through these. Number 14, Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Number 12, John Lennon. Yep. If you dispute anything, just, just shout it out. Number 8, Beyonce. Um, mm, fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Number mm-hmm. 7, Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Number 6, Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. Number 5, Mariah Carey. Mm. Number, num- what's the... Do you not agree? No, no, no. Oh, with Mariah. Oh. Oh, well, I thought I was like... A, mm. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> okay, I agree. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mariah, Mariah's top five, like best singers in the universe definitely yeah so then number two Whitney Houston and then number one Aretha Franklin do you agree with the number one um I don't really know if I would I'm not gonna lie I feel like to me Whitney or Mariah should have been number one I think I would have put Whitney there yeah I think I would have too maybe then yeah maybe like the top I don't know who I can't remember who was on before number three, but I think the people that we don't know, so I just ignored them. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say that um yeah, Whitney top three. 
may be number one, and then Mariah maybe. I don't know, just because I've obviously grown up with like nineties and two thousands music, they're yeah, more familiar to me in opposed to Aretha Franklin. But I yeah. think Aretha did have a good voice on her. That's all. Rest in peace. So yeah. So that's the end of the list. Um, as you know, it's very wild. But I think the most wild thing is that Celine Dion was omitted. Mm-hmm. Also, Jennifer Hudson wasn't there. Mm. Also, Jesse J wasn't there, which I think he should have been. And Pantasia wasn't either. And Pantasia. So I just, I think the most wild is definitely Celine Dion being omitted because uh, Celine Dion's voice, honestly, is amazing. Celine Dion is sorry, mm-hmm. I forgot about her. She's definitely top five. Yes, top five. Ever, yeah, yep, yep. I can't believe they didn't put her on, put her on there. Um, I honestly think that the person who made this list did it on purpose to kind of cause controversy. Even and that, it worked. yeah, and it did, it did, it did work. And they were definitely from the older generation, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I think there's this thing where the, people think that just because they were, you know, they were so influential back in their days that no one can overtake them. But I feel like people can be overtaken. Like, mm-hmm. I think people need to remember that. Like, I know it's kind of like, oh, it's like sacrilegious to say, oh, yeah, she's better than Diana Ross, let's say. Or she's better than Whitney Houston, whatever. You know how when people com- compare, like, Ariana Grande to Mariah Carey? Yeah. But it's obviously, like, there's so many people in the world, it's possible that someone can be on her level. Mm-hmm. So I think people need to remember that. I definitely would have put Ariana Grande way higher than she is. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, it's just the position is just wild. I still can't get over Kelly Clarkson being 194, but okay. <laughs> it's true. Honestly, I don't blame you. It's true. It's <sighs> very weird. But hey, if we, I was gonna say we should do our own list one day, but that would take forever. No, I'm not interested in doing that. So no, thank you. Maybe we could do like a top like 20 or something. Yeah, um, maybe a bit shorter because sorry, 100 yeah. people, 200 is a bit long. 200 is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. That brings us to the end. Yes, so thank you guys for listening um, up until this point. As always, Happy New Year. And um, yes, as you should probably know by now, if you didn't know or you're new to listening, we have a playlist um, and each week we add a new score and old school song to the playlist. It's called The Rated Playlist on Spotify. And today I'm adding the old school song and Ollie's adding the new school song. And the song I'm adding is going to be SWV, Use Your Heart. Um, one of their not like most popular songs, but I like it and I've been listening to it a bit more recently. So yes, <clears throat> what about you, Frank? I'm gonna add a song from 2022 from Tiger, Jenny Aiko, and Pop Smoke called "Sunshine." Oh, okay, it's a really nice song. Yeah. I love Jenny Aiko's vocals, so Jenny Aiko should have been on that list as well. To be fair, but anyway. <clears throat> <laughs> <Let your> coffee. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, just cleaning my throat. <laughs> I know you don't like it, but still. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that's my my addition. Cool. Um, yeah. So, guys, thank you for listening. Um, a bit of a lengthy one. We didn't realize it was gonna take this long, but here we are. And um, if you need to message us, ask us anything, our Instagram page is the Race Podcast on Instagram. Um, if you want to email us any questions or anything you want us to talk about, our email is theratepodcast one at gmail.com my personal Instagram is at CarlCNN. I follow back mostly. And I'm at Oli And we'll speak at you next time. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.